0: Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. You already know that their recurring orders app can add predictable recurring revenue to your business. But what if you want to sell monthly access to something? That's where Bold's recurring membership app comes in. You could sell a membership for exclusive access to your site's content, a monthly box service, or even offline services like dog walking. The only limitation is your imagination. So if you wanna try recurring memberships out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines, and it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast, and I'm your host Kurt Elster. And if this show had a mantra, it might be, people buy from people, not brands. Because I've certainly said it enough times at this point, it's because I firmly believe in the power of selling H to H, or human to human. And I've seen so many solopreneur stores try so hard to make themselves look bigger than they are, and everybody sees right through it. And I know because I did the same thing when I started my own business eight years ago. When it was just me and, and my friend Dave. And that was it. And we tried to make it look like we had dozens and dozens of people. And some people were fooled and others thought we were, we were idiots, I'm sure. But one of the turning points that leveled up our business was when I got out in front of, uh, of our marketing as the face of the brand. I made it personal. I made it about me. I made myself a real person. And the more I opened up and the more I did that and shared and just tried to to engage people with like, hey, I'm a real person. This is my real life. And this is what I'm doing. And this is even why I'm doing it. Like, does talking about my family life have anything to do with e-commerce? No, but it helped, you know, if you, if that's an important priority for you and why you're running your business, then we're, you know, you're going to relate to me. And then if we do happen to work together, we're going to get along because we know we're coming from the same place. So I think that's, that's something I've seen as a common characteristic of successful online brands. And today's guest does a great job at it. He was on our show last summer as well after moving his store into Shopify and experiencing explosive growth after a successful free plus shipping campaign. So here's a hint. It was for a camo teddy bear. And now he's back to update us on how his business has grown in the last year through his very personal video content marketing. It's had tremendous results. So joining us today is Beef Brody from Tactical Baby Gear. Beef developed Tactical Baby Gear, brought it to market 2013 using Instagram as a platform to promote and sell it initially. And this isn't like he's some, you know, uh, ex-agency big ad guy. He came from a 15-year career as a custom car builder and knew some, but very little, by his own admission about e-commerce, and had to learn everything along the way on his own. And the results have been extraordinary, better than uh, a lot of really, you know, experienced people I've seen. Um, and it, it's quite tremendous. Beef, Welcome.
1: Hey, thanks, Kurt. Have, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, those are some kind words, and uh, I don't know that I deserve all of it, but <laughs> uh,
0: but thank you. You, um, you should give yourself a pat on the back. You've earned it. So refresh us. What the heck? There you go. Um, <laughs> I've got the video on, so we, we can see each other. Um, refresh us. What does Tactical Baby Gear sell? So
1: Tactical Baby Gear, we design and manufacture military-style diaper bags and accessories uh, really geared towards dad, uh, you know, whether it's a diaper bag or uh, some accessories that go with that. We've got some cool swag, some socks, uh, teddy bears for kids, things like that. So that's kind of uh, in a nutshell what we are.
0: I have the socks. I like the socks.
1: Socks are pretty awesome. <laughs> they do. They say dad. There's, they're there's,
0: camo. They say dad life on the bottom. That's cool. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys who's a sucker for cool socks. Um, <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and I've got the diaper bag. It's excellent, uh, and it's got, like, your tagline is, ditch the girly diaper bag, and the which I I like because my wife's diaper bag is leather, black and white striped with hot pink, like, piping all around it and brass, like, gold or brass buckles in our hardware in no universe do you look at it and not immediately know that that is a diaper bag and it is clearly gendered for a woman. Like, and, not, right. and at this point, I don't, I don't care. Like, I was at the mall two weeks ago and I carried it and didn't think twice about it. You get, you stop caring, uh, eventually. But I have one of your diaper bags. And that's where, it, like, it goes the other direction where I look for excuses to carry it. Like, I'm using the thing as a carry-on bag on the plane. Just, it's, <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's... It, as far as bags go, I think it's uh, it, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but it's certainly affordable. Um, less than 100 bucks for the bag plus accessories, which I think is cool. Um, and you've got all these great upsells. I will stop rambling about your business. The point is you have done a tremendous <laughs> job marketing it and not in the typical way. So you've got... Um, geez, what's your your number one acquisition channel?
1: Um, through social media, I mean? I, I would say... Facebook is probably the, as far as customer acquisition, I think it's Facebook, um, alongside like Google AdWords, um, and things like that. You you know what I mean? So if that's what you're going after. Yeah, I was
0: going to say like ignoring pay-per-click, obviously, um, more toward, um, the content marketing, social and content marketing. Sure. So Facebook's the channel. makes total sense.
1: Facebook and Instagram, we get tons and tons of engagement through Instagram, um, but our Facebook page has really grown tremendously. And we get more customer acquisition through Facebook, but we get more social engagement on Instagram.
0: So how many, how has it grown? How has it impacted your business um, in the last year or so? Facebook. Uh,
1: If you want to, so going back a year where like, where was it then and where is it now?
0: Yeah. How do you think it, has it been worthwhile?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if Facebook shut down, I'd be out of business.
0: Huh. Just I, you know, it, I mean, it's it,
1: to a point where I mean, I, I say that kind of kiddingly, but in all reality, I mean, it's it's such a huge platform for us that if we didn't have Facebook uh, tomorrow, it would it would put a huge dent in my business, huge. Which is why I'm focusing so much now on trying to grow YouTube and trying to grow Pinterest and trying to grow other channels because I don't wanna be solely dependent on uh, one particular platform.
0: And with your, speaking of YouTube, with your Facebook marketing, the key, it looks like the key thing you're doing is posting videos. Right. And you have a video series called The Weekly Dump you're on episode 23, so I assume it's been going on for what 23 weeks, half a year.
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit less than that, really, because in the very beginning I was trying to do it daily, Oof. and we yeah, it was t- we were putting out in the the first month or so we did about three or four episodes a week. Okay. And it's basically a vlog, right? So for the people that are listening, it's it's a vlog. It's it's uh pretty much a day in the life of me around. The office and in the shop and like you said, you know, I've got a background with custom cars. So um, yeah. a lot of this, I think, is going to come full, full circle. So I'll talk for just a second. Um, the vlog is really set in my car shop, right? Tactical Baby Gear office currently is run out of a small office in my car shop. Um, and then we have a second location that's warehousing and, and fulfillment and all that stuff. But the office is really just a crap whole little office <laughs> in my car shop. And it's nothing flashy and fancy and all that stuff that you know one might assume that some big business has or something. We're not pretending to be something we're not. Like you were saying before, um, here, here's who we are. This is what we do. This is our environment. Um, take it if you want, you know, whatever. But anyway, so the vlog is is really just like me running around. It's it's uh, you know interacting with people on the street that that might recognize me or know me and talking about stuff. It's talking with other parents answering questions it's um you know playing with my kids or, or taking them doing something so anyways in the very beginning we were putting out like three or four episodes a day really because i wanted to have some content kind of loaded up already so that when i really started to push it it wasn't like check us out check this stuff out look at what we're doing da, 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 da. there's right. one episode
0: yeah that's it was true. like
1: I'm not, I haven't hardly started to push it at all. Like every week on Monday, I'm like, cause now, now we didn't even have a name for it in the beginning. Like, let's just do this. And then I asked the people in the first couple episodes, like, what should we name it? Like, send me an email. What do you think? And we ended up, it was going to be the daily dump. And it was like, okay, we can't do this every day. Like this is, <laughs> we couldn't keep up with it. It was just so crazy. And it's a lot of editing and stuff like that. So it's like, my video guy was like, system overload because out of that we're trying to make other pieces of content you know from the from the bigger ones so anyways we we're like all right this just isn't feasible it's not practical it's it's going to be completely overwhelming um it'd be fun but we just knew our limitations so we're like let's just limit it and let's do one a week that's See, realistic um it's feasible so we now what we do is we kind of film throughout the week three days a week and on the two days so we do we, we usually film monday wednesday friday and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tyler or myself, you, lately it's been myself, are editing, editing like kind of that, that day of, of video, editing it down and then we film Wednesday and then Thursday we edit down Wednesday and then over the weekend I'm kind of putting it all together and get the episode then I start making content around that to, to try to post it and things like that. So then Monday it's like upload the videos to Facebook, YouTube, make pieces of content for Instagram to push people to YouTube, and so on and so forth. So.
0: so, your most recent video recorded exactly a week ago has on fa- just the Facebook post 21,000 views, 235 reactions. It's super high, um, it's super high engagement. It's really impressive. And then when you look through the comments on here, uh, I mean, the, the, you reply, it looks like you try to reply to all of them, and people have really positive um, feedback. Right. And then you like you could see them tag their friends being like, these are the this is one tag somebody and says, These are the diaper bags I want. Support bluffed in and the bags are awesome. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. It's exciting. And you know, and, and it's a way for me, I don't I hate being so transactional and being like, Oh, come come buy my bag, come buy my bag, come buy my bag. Right. Rather rather than and I think we talked on about this last time, is building a community. And I know you're real big on that too. So building that community to where Uh, people know and trust us and they, they, um, in within that trust, feel like they can ask us questions and engage with us. I get a ton of emails, uh, from this stuff and I'm hoping to start now sending emails as, as you've been doing lately and I've been wanting to do, but just procrastinate about doing, but like, Hey, here's an email. Here's our, here's our newest video, blah, 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 blah. Let me know what you think. And, and I've done that before and I've gotten some amazing replies, uh, from people. One of them in particular was, um, uh, you know, if you, because, because our brand is so centered around kind of the tactical gun guy, whatever, like I did a video or two that was, um, you know, if you carry a gun, concealed carry, and you carry a diaper bag, uh, or any other kind of bag, you should probably take that bag to the range and train with it. Huh. Right. As, as if you have a diaper bag that might be blocking access to your firearm in the event that maybe you need to use it because if you always go to the range and you train, like it's this perfect case scenario, like I don't have, I'm not carrying anything, I'm not carrying groceries, I don't have a bag on me, I'm not carrying a kid, and you're just drawing a holster and shooting, um, that's not real life. You know, If you're walking through the mall and you have a diaper bag on you that maybe is covering where your gun might be and there's an active shooter that's a threat and you feel like you're going to be the person that's gonna deal with that, you should probably train as if you're carrying a diaper bag so anyways we did this video It was like hey this is here's some tips on on shooting a gun or drawing from a holster if you're carrying a bag and we sent out an email da, 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 da. the replies i got from that were like unbelievable uh through email that were like you guys are the best company ever you know you're not only are you selling me a bag that makes me feel awesome and taking care of my kid but you're also you know showing us how to defend our families and how to take care of this and do that da, 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 da. so um it's it's been super super positive and those people tell their friends and we just become a really tight community that everybody um feels really good about supporting instead of me trying to just convince everybody to buy a bag every day
0: so the goal really isn't you know for these videos to work and i think it's the same of of any content include like this podcast is you go out you provide a whole bunch of value to people and then only you know only very briefly, occasionally do you ask for them to purchase from you for some value in return for providing this. And it has to be, you know, it's, it's hard to quantify it, but it really needs to be like three to five, you're providing three to five times as much free value before you're asking for anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, we try to provide as much value as we can, and sometimes you have to dig it out of people to do that. So I find myself asking our community a lot like, Hey, what do you guys want to know about? Hey, what do you have questions about? Um, So that I'm providing the value that they're looking for instead of just being like, I don't know, maybe we should tell them about this and hopefully (laughs) they like it. You know what I mean?
0: And I think Um, it's like, I think there's a, there's a, an overlap there. So you are like a, a, many of these, these Shopify brands that are successful start as their, the owner starts as their own best customer. Like I'm a, I forget where the idea came from, but you were making. Ideally, you were making a for me uh, a diaper bag for you. You said if I made right. a diaper bag for me, what would that look like? And then, lo and behold, here it is. Um, right. So you just continue that, like, okay, well, you're not faking anything. You're still saying, you know, here's what I'm interested in. Like, there's, um, uh, there's some like military stuff in here. There's some some gun stuff in here. Um, I'm guessing the car stuff comes up. In these videos. It, it doesn't, actually, surprisingly. <laughs> Despite it really being doesn't. in a car shop.
1: And, I was going to say, I watched um,
0: a couple and I didn't see it. I was a little surprised. Yeah, but, and we, I,
1: you know, a lot of the angles are tight and things like that, so you don't see a lot of it, but um, it doesn't. And I thought recently, actually, I just had a conversation with Alex, like, dude, I ought to be providing a lot more value to our community in the car world because I have such an expertise on it. And, if, I mean, it's most people like a car is like one of the, it's like the second largest purchase that you're going to make aside from a house. Right. Generally speaking, like it's like, that's a big deal. And there's a lot of families that are scraping by and trying to keep their car going. And I can provide a ton, a ton of information and bring a ton of value to our community with, Hey, uh, you know, here's some maintenance tips to keep your car going. Uh, because that's, what's driving your family around. Like here's, some safety things to keep in mind. Oh, you want to buy a used car? Here's five things you should look at if you're buying a used car so you don't get a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, It has nothing to do with a diaper bag or tactical cool guy stuff, but right. who doesn't want to know about buying a used car and what to look for and what not to look for? Uh, who doesn't want to know uh, you know, how to take care of their car or do this or do that. Like, I think that's, I was like, why am I not utilizing my expertise in the automotive industry to bring value to our customers here? So you'll, you'll probably start to see a lot more of that. Actually. Cool.
0: Yeah. I think it like hearing you say it out loud, taking the 10,000 foot view, it works because you are acting as, you know, the, as the surrogate for your audience. You're, you are being them in these videos and like, all right, here's, here's stuff that'll, that'll help, Here's things I'm learning that will help me provide for my family, be better to my family, keep my family safe, live a better life as a dad. That's the core takeaway right,
1: right, exactly and what you're what you just said is exactly what we just did because I just went through a bunch of stuff um, in the um, here recently um, with doing some things and learning a lot about stuff that I didn't know about uh, so I was like, Fuck, like if I didn't know about this. I knew of her, not that I didn't know, I knew very little. And it was all about, it's about life insurance and disability insurance and some financial planning and, and future planning and things like that. So um, we just we just went to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, shot some video and some, so we have another video series called Ask TBG. And it's basically us answering customers' questions or providing a ton of value. In, in uh, So we went and talked to a financial planner and you it's, did that
0: as like a Facebook live video, right?
1: No, I didn't do that as Facebook live. Um, I did some um, I just Instagram stories and, and telling people we were going to do that. So if they had questions for some, you know, a financial planner to okay. let me know I, and I would ask them. So I, I did get a few people ask some questions through Instagram. So we were able to ask that uh, professional uh, those questions and get them some answers. But it was really about um, planning for your future. You know, um, I realized I was like, you know, what I've what we've built and what we've created and the lifestyle that we live now and um, the commitments that we have. That if something happened to me, my family's screwed financially, like my wife doesn't work. She's very fortunate. We're very like she's a stay at home mom. Um, You know, the the kids are well taken care of and we have we're, we're comfortable. But if something happened to me they're done. They're screwed. They're homeless and all this stuff. You know what I mean? So, right. So I realized that you saw that so, pain
0: in your own life and then went to right. solve it for yourself and then share that, turn that into a thing and share that with everybody.
1: Exactly. Um, so we're, we're, I just was, before we got on, this was uploading the second part of, of that series. Um, so that'll be up today. Um, which as the listeners hear, it would be already up. So make sure you go check that out on YouTube. Um, but uh, you know, it's an ongoing series that we sh- we were there for hours and hours and hours talking about lots of different things. So we'll start. We'll post those videos periodically uh, to bring more and more value because I think it's just stuff like, for example, life insurance. People don't talk about that. People aren't like at no. the bar with their buddy or at the <laughs> racetrack. I'm like, yo, I got this life insurance that covers my family and takes care of them if I die. Nobody's talking. Like nobody knows about it. Nobody. Everybody. Most people that. They kind of have a clue or might think about it, think that it's way too expensive and it's only for rich people and da, 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 And that's what I'm trying to bring to light that it's not. It's like, don't go out to dinner like two nights a month and you can pay for some life insurance and ensure that your family's going to be in good hands financially if something catastrophic happens.
0: Right. And so you, again, you it's, know? it's you looking out for your customer's best interests. Right. So what all right. You've also got, um, You've got videos on your website. Uh, you've got videos in the products themselves. Yeah. So a, t- a different animal entirely, but it's still video. It's still you. Again, like tying it all together. So if they want, you know, someone comment. So you share this video on Facebook. Someone sees it. You know, maybe they their friend tag them in it because we just saw happen. Um, then they watch the video. Cause they're like, okay, see this guy. You know, dude with a beard. Got it. It's beard and jeans. Then they go, maybe they check out your, they say, let's, let's see what this guy's about. Let's go check out Tactical Baby Gear. And they see the product video. Uh, then here you are, again, same guy talking about it. Do you think that builds, builds trust, boosts conversions, et cetera? Like, what do you think the, the fundamental result is?
1: I, I think it works. It's, seem, seem, it's seemingly working.
0: <laughs> it's so not yeah, I would us. say without sharing numbers, I would. it's safe to say something's working well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all the pieces of the puzzle that we have in place currently are, are, are working well together, um, and it's it's hard to say if we took one of those pieces of the puzzle out, what what what, what would what it would affect, uh, but. Yeah, I, I think it builds trust. It builds some loyalty. It's it's um, it's kind of cool for me because people start recognizing me. It's kind of neat and fun. So that when we do vlogs and I'm walking down the street and they're like, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> it's kind of like this cool celebrity moment that I think everybody gets a kick out of, and, and, and it's fun. Um, it's fun for me. But and I, and I've always done that. I've always put myself out there. Um, I think it's important. I've really built. Um, you know a personal brand if you will over the last 15 years um,
0: I know yeah she, no one wants to say personal brand because it sounds douchey but right. it, that I mean that is what it is it, well
1: no it's not even that personal brand is like reputation you know what I mean okay. it's like it, it's like I have built a reputation that people call personal branding right like I've had a reputation since probably 8th or ninth grade for like working on cars and that's a a reputation I've built or a personal brand that I have created for myself that like I'm B the, the car guy. And I'll always be that as long as I have like, I'm really not doing cars much at all anymore, but I still get the calls for it. I still get emails and text messages and everybody wanting to do something. And I have to like very politely turn them down and they get all upset. But then they're like, oh, good for you. Congrats. I'm glad your other business is doing so well that you don't have to work on cars anymore. So, (laughs) um, but I enjoy it. But like, I'll always be that guy. But because I've built such a reputation for such a good thing in that, that's now funneling to what I'm doing now that where people inherently trust me. They trusted me with their cars. They trusted me to, to tell them and give them the correct information and all that stuff. So people that I've connected with over the past 15 years worldwide, not just in my little town, but worldwide are now like, oh, now you're doing something like, well, I'll support that too because you're an awesome dude and we, you've always taken care of us and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So I think that's where it becomes more of a reputation thing than a personal brand.
0: So I think that, I like that, that. What you're saying is, hey, Bill, work on your reputation and how you want to be perceived, and that's and then f- like forget about personal branding, that's the thing that's important. and then the second the second part of that is when you have built up that reputation and people know and trust you for something, if you change businesses, if you pivot, chit you know do whatever in your right. case, to totally like wildly different things, people are still cool with it, and you could still move um, get engagement from some of that audience, from your friends, etc.
1: You got it. And, and, and hopefully there's some like audience overlap ideally. Right. That like yes. I go Yeah, in this case, it's probably still,
0: it's still guys, you know, and it, it's your guys, growing, you want your young car guy, you're growing up. Okay. Now you've got a family. And I think a lot of people see that happen. Go down right. that same right. journey. You um, it. all right. So I, I want to cover, this has been informative and excellent. There are two points I want to cover. One uh what's the gear? How do if I want to get started with this? What's like gear, workflow, some things you wish you knew ahead of time? What are some advice for people? Cuz right I my uh, videos are literally just my iPhone and like an $80 lapel mic.
1: I know. And and it and it works really well for you. Like yep. I wouldn't know any better. I think that you've had some sweet setup in your car and cuz it, it you got good clean video and good clean audio and like what else do you need? You know what I mean? Um so I think that you can go that route if and I think it's a budget thing too, right? Like if if you have the money to buy a bunch of cool expensive shit then go for it. Like who doesn't want cool expensive gadgets? yeah like, like, like,
0: if you're looking for an excuse to buy shiny toys, <laughs> here it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. But you don't have to. And I think that uh the technology that we have in these phones now is incredible. Like my iPhone shoots like 4K, you know? Like Yeah, no, it's crazy. you don't have to have uh, some super expensive $2,000 camera and all this crazy stuff um, all the time to get it done. I mean, you can literally just make videos in your eye. Like, I know influencer marketers that we work with that crush it, crush it, and they shoot it all on their cell phone.
0: Yeah, I like, you know, the reason I didn't, like, I I have other gear. I could invest in other gear. The reason I don't is... I like putting some limits limitations around technology because it, then it keeps the workflow way easier. Like if if you try to keep it from getting too crazy, it just makes it easier to produce. Like if I record just all on one device, okay, it's on my phone. It's already uploaded. Now I need to edit it. I have the last one I edited on the phone with iMovie and then post to Facebook, YouTube, done. And it works. You
1: you can get away with it. I also think there's something to be said for some for things that aren't too polished. Okay. You know what I mean? That look a little bit more organic that aren't like this big production. It keeps Um, it
0: authentic. It makes it real.
1: Right. And that's how my stuff is. Like you'll notice it. Like I, we have the ability, we can make incredible, incredible stuff. And some of my stuff sucks and we tried to make it nice and it just didn't work. So you can tell that like, okay, they didn't. I tried to do this, but it, like our product videos, I hate. I absolutely hate my product videos. The audio sucks. You're trying really hard to like do things and it just failed miserably and it shows. Versus, I could have made it really crappy and not tried so hard and it just would have been what it is and people would have
0: been like, oh, cool. But um, at the same time, having those videos out there is still better than not having them at all.
1: True, true. Uh, I, I think totally. your videos
0: are, I, I've watched the videos. I think they're fine. I didn't second guess it once, but you, know, you as the creator are always going to be your worst critic. Super critical. Yeah. yeah. Um, um
1: and that whole that's going to bring me to a whole nother point oh let's hear it. Uh, well i i think and i just made a facebook post about this the other day and you might have seen it and it was like one two o'clock in the morning i was editing some video to get more content out and i had the thought you know and i so i um uh, i was basically went on a little rant like just keep putting it out there you don't The more you put out the more chances you have for people to connect with it You know some one person might connect with this and the other person might connect with that um, but not everybody's gonna connect with one thing so um Keep putting stuff out gives a more chance for more people to um, Connect with it whether you know what gets them to engage with that Uh, but the other thing is like so many people don't put things out because they're not happy with it and they don't like it and uh, because, like you said, we're our own worst critic, and but the problem is you don't get to decide if it's good or not.
0: Oh, uh, the the it, people—that's a mindset shift, right there. That's good. You know what I mean? The
1: people, like you, don't get to like some of the videos that I have put out that I almost didn't put out that I absolutely hated and I have no interest in. I have the ones that have performed the best.
0: I yeah, I've never with like emails with any content creation. I have always been the worst. Person to predict what will and won't be successful. Right. And, there's and it doesn't matter what it is.
1: And there's ass shit photos I've posted on Instagram. It's like blow up and viral, like hundreds and hundreds of comments and thousands of likes. And I'm like, it's the worst picture I've posted in a month. <laughs> and it just went nuts. What the hell? And then on the other hand, I'll like Photoshop some sick picture and put it in Lightroom and make it all, you know, I took this time to sit up this photo and it's like nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't, not only are you your own worst critic, you, it's not up to you. It doesn't matter what you think. It
1: doesn't matter. It's what they think. Um, so I think the more you can put out, whether you like it or not, keep putting it out. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to spend a crap ton of money on equipment and gear and all this shit. Just do it. Try to bring some value and hope for the best.
0: Excellent advice. So I think, um, you had mentioned like, Oh, it's got shit audio. I think the going back to gear a little bit, I think the best camera is the one you've got. Be it like, look, I've asked other people only sometimes do they bust out the DSLR, which is kind of a pain with video. It looks really pretty, but it adds a lot of complexity. Camera's the easiest or iPhone, like a smartphone camera is the easiest. And then, uh, I think GoPro's like that also super easy, really good Mm -hmm. quality, easy. You get like a previous gen one used on eBay. They don't cost much. Um, but the audio is probably the most important part. And that's the thing that people learn about later. They get like the fanciest camera ever. And then no attempt at fixing the audio. And yep, that's where I would,
1: that's what I did. I was like, Oh, look at this sweet DSLR. I'm gonna shoot some sick video. That sounds like shit. Like, I think <laughs> you could have crap video, but if the audio is clean and good, nobody's going to care about the video.
0: So what are you they, doing to get good audio?
1: So, um, currently so i started with a super cheap like amazon wireless log mic and i got it, it was like 50 bucks you know nothing fancy it was pretty clean it didn't have a lot of noise in it or anything again it was super inexpensive um and if you want i can send you a link to that and maybe you put sure. it in your, oh, in yeah. your stuff might put that in the um ones. uh and then so that was that worked really well actually i lent it to my video guy he used it to shoot a wedding this past weekend so that's still kicking um uh, wired lav mics work really good if you're going to use your cell phone like you've been doing in your car
0: yeah
1: uh, and i like actually I'm, I'm wearing one right now a road uh lav mic um i'm sure that you have some links for some of that stuff um i got mine on amazon i think it was like 80 bucks it's a little bit nicer one
0: yeah i think that we're probably using the same lav mic in that case okay.
1: um and now I'm using a, a two-channel wireless setup because we do a lot of interview stuff. So, you know, we got two people mic'd up and it goes to a single uh, wireless receiver and into the camera. But um, the, the the closer you can get a microphone to your mouth, uh, the better. Um, and that's, I think, the, a big learning curve for people getting started is they've got a really sweet camera set up like I have right here I'm pointing at. And they're using the built-in microphone on it, but they don't realize that when you're five feet away from it, the audio from that, it sounds real roomy and echoey, and you'll notice that even in my product videos. That like I had a microphone on it, a real nice shotgun mic on top of it, but I was like eight feet away from it. Right. So it still sounded like crap. Had I had a wireless mic then, it would have been nice and clean and sounded good. So I think you hit the nail on the head with the audio. being. I think the audio is more important than the video.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, if I like seeing seeing the person's important, but it's it's gonna get compressed down. It's gonna be streaming. It's gonna be a tiny little window either on a phone or on a desktop, versus the audio. It's I gotta be able to hear it. If I can't hear it, what's the point? Right. Um, all right. My la- the last thing I wanted to to learn from you is, and it goes along with getting out of your own way. I think a lot. We know people's biggest fear is public speaking. Um, I you know. I I understand it. I get it. I've gotten over it. Um, Through, through, I think I've told that when I first started doing podcasts, I would like drink, uh, get (laughs) like two shots of whiskey beforehand. That's how I did it. Cause it made me like the first time I had to record a podcast, I was like a literally a sweaty mess. It was ridiculous. Um, so I, I think a lot of people don't want to be on video. They don't want to be the face of their own brand because they're scared of public speaking or they hate their own voice or like all these excuses. What do you say to that? Um,
1: (sighs) It's hard for me to really understand. Um, I mean, I, I don't don't get me wrong. I get it. Um, I think that you can't force somebody to do it if they're not comfortable, and it's not it's it's not for everybody. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And um, you can either like try to you know like oh I'm for that. I just have to get over the hump and get comfortable with it. Or some people are like I'm not. I just I'm not doing that. Like I'm just awkward, weird, and the camera turns on and I freeze up, and like that's just how I'm gonna be. So. That's not for you. Um, Other people, like I said, like are all for it. Like I just have to learn to get over the hump and get comfortable with it. And give me a week, and I'll be good. Um, For me, uh, I've just my dad was in TV and radio production my whole life, so I've been in front of the camera since I was a baby. I grew up doing TV commercials and uh, all a
0: Oftentimes, people have unfair advantages they're not aware of. There's yours or one of yours. It, it is. And
1: I didn't honestly didn't realize that until probably two months ago when somebody said, oh, you're so comfortable and so natural in front of the camera. Like, and I'm like, oh, I I've just been doing it forever. And then I started thinking back like forever, forever. Like, man, there's that time I was in like third grade and I was in the commercial for the hospital. And then there's the commercial <laughs> for this. And there's like, I've been to so many TV commercials. Yeah, over how, how many people have that
0: experience? Very few.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a big deal, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's true about like you, it it gets awkward and weird as soon as you're in front of the camera. And for me, it's like the camera itself is not the issue; it's someone operating the camera. So I mean, that's part of the reason I did the the driving videos is because it's just me in the car. I'm by myself, so I don't. And See, it kind of distracts I, me a little I bit. I like
1: the other person behind the camera. It gives me somebody to engage with, and I think it's okay. the it depends on the style of video you're going for. Like I like. Like there's a lot of times in our videos that like I won't edit that out, like me talking to Tyler or talking to Alex or whoever might be operating the camera. Um, I like the engagement. I think it's something for the audience that kind of keeps them interested. Like, oh, there's somebody else here. like And you, and they feel like like if I'm talking to somebody behind the camera, it's almost like you almost feel like I'm talking to you. Right. I'm like, well, what do you think about it? You're like, oh, what do I? And then it kind of—I don't—I know. I think it's more engaging. Um, and I like it, but again, that's not for everybody. If you're not comfortable with it, and you'd rather just say what's on your mind and keep talking, then so be it. Um, which is why I think that this whole thing is fascinating because there's so many different ways to do it, and you don't have to fit into a mold or inside this box. You can do it however you want. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can do whatever you want. Versus that's like a, you, that's you, another get to good point. Your own, you get to create your own reality TV show, you know what I mean. You don't have Bravo telling you what to do and scripting your show, and like you get to do whatever you want. It's awesome.
0: I love, it's such a it's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but no, it, it works. And certainly, like you share. I mean, it's just a, a lot of it is just your everyday life. Like the most recent videos. Oh, like we went and got donuts, and you know what? I it wasn't stupid. I watched it, and I was like. He took his kids to get donuts. I know that joy.
1: <laughs> and that I, you know, it's funny because uh, I think when you have kids, you can connect with some of the content better than if somebody that doesn't have kids. It'd be like, all right, he took his kids for donuts like big deal. But yeah, as it's, a
0: parent, it's holding up that it's, mirror.
1: Right. Ex- exactly, holding up the mirror. You're like, wow, well, you know. So I'm like, uh, okay,
0: I you know, like I know this. I get this dude. I relate to this, even if I've never met you. Right. Right. So you, That's yeah, you're speaking to your. You know the, the the only the people who are the only people who are going to watch those videos your best buyers. Hopefully, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, and that's ideally. I mean, I don't care if all the people watching buy or not. I I just know that by by putting that stuff out there and creating that content and and building trust and bringing value that they'll come.
0: Yes. No. Absolutely. Nope. Beef, we're coming to the end of our time together. Uh, anything any closing thoughts, anything you want to include? like what's one piece of misinformation you'd like to correct or probably better. Uh, what's one thing you wish every Shopify store owner would go do? Uh,
1: one piece of information or advice I think I want to put out there, uh, only because it relates to our community. And it's the number one question I get because I work like a freaking dog. Um, I'm like this really crazy purebred workaholic and, um, (laughs) people, people want to know how I balance my work life balance. um, and i said this a few months ago and it really kind of struck a chord and has been in my head since then um and i mentioned it in the last video uh ask tvg thing is that you have to be a little bit selfish in your work-life balance and try to uh by being selfish i mean like taking care of yourself first and making sure that you're happy because if you're not happy, you can't make your family happy. Like if you're grumpy and pissed off and miserable and upset or depressed, then that's going to trickle down to your wife and your kids and da, 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 da. So I feel uh, like, and I think that goes with part of your whole thing here with Shopify and, and being a, a store owner is, uh, you know, everybody I think enjoys the work or they wouldn't have their store. I don't think anybody's doing it just for the money. I think that they enjoy it. I would, I would think, but I, so I, my advice to everyone listening that is probably obsessed with their store and spends way too much time staring at it and the analytics and trying to tweak it and make things better and update photos and all the things that we all do all the time. Like, I think it's okay to do that. Even if your wife is griping at you, I know. And this goes totally left field and like not the politically correct thing to say where, you know, spend all your time with your wife and kids. But like if you're pissed off and grumpy and miserable, or you feel like because somebody says you have to spend every weekend with your kids, you're not taking care of your business, which is the machine that drives your family. Then what, do you, what do you got? You know what I mean? If you let it all go to shit because society says you should spend every minute with your kids. Like I I feel different. I feel like you should take care of yourself first and then that will allow you to take care of the rest of your family.
0: You got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. I like it. Where can people go to learn more about you?
1: everywhere uh so um th- the website is tactical com. you can follow us on instagram and facebook both uh tactical baby gear youtube tactical baby gear we are on pinterest uh which is tactical baby um, and we're ch- so we're really trying to build youtube and pinterest uh youtube more so right now um so we're starting to really put out some you know more and more content there and drive people there um It's been a really interesting beast, but, uh, yeah, that's most places you can find us
0: beef. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: And that's it for us today at the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So join us on our Facebook. Our Facebook group is the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders. Come talk to us. If you've posted there, if you've got a a thoughtful post, we will post a thoughtful reply. Or sign up for my newsletter, KurtElster.com, shoot me an email. Either way, you'll be notified whenever a new episode goes live. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at EtherCycle.com. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join
1: thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at e-commerce bootcamp. That's e-commerce-bootcamp.com.